Following seasons in Australia and Pornike at Circa Theatre, celebrated Australian playwright Joanna Murray-Smith's Switzerland has landed in Tamaki Makoto with the Auckland Theatre Company. The psychological thriller is based on the life of the real-life best-selling American writer Patricia Highsmith, whose works include the talented Mr Ripley and Strangers on a Train. A complicated, difficult and abrasive Highsmith is living in the Swiss Alps in her final years, battling lung cancer in solitude, until a young man turns up on her doorstep. He's been sent by her New York publishing firm to persuade her to write one final Ripley novel, and so begins a game of cat and mouse. Joanna Murray-Smith joins me now. Kia ora, Joanna. Lovely to be speaking to you, Felina. Thanks for joining us on the show. You've had decades of success and awards. What's it like for you to watch your own work on stage? Well... <laughs> it runs the gamut of, um, you know, extreme depression uh, through to absolute ecstasy. It kind of depends on um, my relationship with the play. So sometimes seeing a, a production of a play that I wrote a long time ago is frustrating because I think if I were writing that play now, I'd write it differently. Mm. Um but um, but when it's a production where all of the elements come together and it's rarer than one might think uh, uh, and you like the play you've written, then there's nothing better. It's the best life in the world to be sitting in the audience and watching people around you suspend disbelief for 90 or 100 minutes and enter the world that really just began as a flicker of your imagination. Well, how do you feel about Switzerland? Because that first opened in 2014 in Sydney. Do you watch it now and go, oh, I'll change that? Or are you happy with it? <laughs> I Well, first of all, I think it's, and I, I genuinely mean this, of all of the productions I've had, uh, of all of the plays that I've written, it is possibly the most successful production mm. so all of the you know design elements the directing the performances um come together in this kind of uh sort of um serendipitous way and mm. sometimes you can have all of the elements absolutely great and somehow rather the magic doesn't happen so uh, this production was, as you say, originally uh, a very similar production, a different um, actor playing Edward mm. in the play, mm. but uh, at the Opera House. And I was so in love with the production that it's just sheer joy to be able to see it again. And particularly with this astonishing young New Zealand actor, Jared Blakiston, mm. who is just so superb as Edward. Um, so it's kind of the best of the best. It's like revisiting something you are really happy with to begin with, um, but it having a slightly different and intriguing element because one of the cast members is new and, yeah. and wonderful. Um, but, yes, I do sit there thinking why is that line still in the play and how can <laughs> I take it until now? I've seen the play in, you know, Switzerland, in yeah. Germany. England, in in America and all over Australia. And I think to myself, how did that line still stay in there? To, <laughs> to the Auckland Theatre Company these years later. So, no, the job is never over. And Switzerland was at Circa Theatre and now it's in Auckland in Tamaki Makoto. Has there been much difference between those versions or, or is the reaction from the audience different in any way? 
I don't think the versions are terribly different um, and I don't think the reaction is different, but the productions are very different. Mm. Um, the And so, you know, every, it's not, it, it's hard to explain how delicate the process of live performance is because it's not, just, uh, you know, that one production is different to another. It's that one show is different to another. Mm, and mm. sometimes the matinee is different to the evening yeah. show. Uh, you know, I, I've been to plays of mine where I've gone to the matinee, for instance, when Honor was on the West End, I'd go to the matinee and just pull my hair out and think, I have totally pulled the wool over everyone's <laughs> eyes. Uh, this is just a kitchen sink drama. And what was I thinking and how embarrassing. And then I go to the evening show and I think, oh, my God, I'm a genius. How come <laughs> not more realised and celebration? <laughs> that sounds like a roller coaster. <laughs> it is. It's always an emotional roller co coaster. So, yeah, that production was very different. I mean, it had wonderful things about it as well, um, but uh, different things. And whenever there's a, a new version of your play, you know, depending where it's been put on, of course it's going to be different actors, different directors, and, and then their interpretation. Have you ever yeah. not liked a version of your play? And then what do you do when that happens? Oh, my goodness, yes, many, many times that happens. Um, you know, you, you always fly to a production with a feeling in the pit of your stomach of terror because you know that your own, quite apart from whether it's going to sell tickets and whether the actors yeah. are going to be playing to good audiences, um, you know that your own self-worth is going to go through a process of um, interrogation in the process of watching the play. So it's it's always uh, incredibly uh, anxiety-inducing to see a production. Um, but... What do you do? There's not very much you can do. Uh, sometimes a production that you don't like turns out to be very successful for the company. Mm. And then you feel that, well, you, you kind of got away with it um, in a sense or the 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 team has done the best that they could and mm. it, that has actually somehow spoken to their audience. Yeah, and it's worked uh, for them. So, so that, and it's worked for them. Mm. But, you know, yeah, sometimes I've had a, a production where I felt like it hasn't worked for anybody. And <laughs> it's very, it's very depressing. There is there's no way of escaping the feeling afterwards of sort of deep depression. Gosh. <laughs> um, well, Switzerland is based on the on Patricia Highsmith, a real person, and most notably for talented Mr. Ripley and Strangers on a Train. You've said in the past that every play is about the writer. Even if there's no obvious connection on the surface, it's always about the writer. So what about Switzerland is like you? Or what part of you is in the play? Well, I, I really hope that Patricia Highsmith and I don't share too many characteristics. <laughs> she's That's what I was thinking. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, for those who don't know, she was a tremendously difficult character. She was racist. Mm -hmm. She was homophobic, even though she was gay. She was reclusive. She was mean yeah. um, and, and and sort of ungenerous on every le level. Mm -hmm. um, but she was also possibly in, I think, um, one of the most astute psychological writers of the 20th century mm -hmm. and very witty. Um, and and brilliant. At her best, she was brilliant. 
So she's a wonderful, you know, combination of um, sort of social uh, flaws and creative brilliance. Um, but I mean, my children might say that I'm more like Highsmith than I think I am. <laughs> uh, but um, I, I think that there are lots of aspects of the play that are very autobiographical. And one of those is that for Highsmith in the play, she talks about her characters and the world inside her head being in many ways more real than the world around her. Mm. And that's something that I identify with and I think a lot of writers identify with that at times you're so beholden to your imagination that it um, pulls you so deeply into it that the real world kind of recedes. And, of course, there's a tremendous power in living inside your imagination because you can control it, whereas you can't control real, real life. World. So how do you and deal? How do you deal with that? Well, you enjoy it. <laughs> Primarily, it's one of the upsides of being a writer um, that you have a place to go that is somewhere where you can get on top of the of difficult feelings where you can use them in a cathartic and creative way where when you're going through a very difficult time in real life you have a measure of um a vacation from from life by sitting down at your desk and entering your fictional world and i think that highsmith the, i think switzerland talks in some way to that speaks to that mm. And also, I mean, you know, Patricia Highsmith, when she was awarded prizes, very, very big national prizes, she would have the uh, the inscription changed to make it out to Patricia Highsmith and Tom Ripley, her character. Ah. She felt that he was as much a part of her success mm -hmm. as she was, the character that she created. Mm. Uh, and there is something about that that you feel indebted to your characters and um, and seduced by them. And I think that, yeah, that that's very present in me and it's very present in the play. And there's also a kind of, um, I guess, uh, in Highsmith, she says at one point that injustice is a chair that writers sit in very easily, the sense of the world not being fair to them. Yeah. And it's probably the most unlikable characteristic of most artists, actually, I'd say beyond artists, <laughs> is that you always think that someone else is unjustly yeah. more successful. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think you'd be if you weren't a writer? Wow. Well, that's a really interesting question. I think um, when I was at university, I was very drawn to the idea of acting mm. uh, and uh, I did a I did a year of acting and it became apparent that I had absolutely no talent for it uh, whatsoever. So better jump behind died. the scenes. Yeah, um, I, I probably something to do with um, with traveling. Mm. Um, you know, traveling is probably my my great love and perhaps travel writing possible well you were in auckland for the opening night of switzerland but you just returned from paris and yes. you've said that that's your dream destination in the past so do you want to move there or live there eventually is that the plan well, the plan is to spend three four five months a year there 
if we can afford it. Oh, and the dream. Um, so yeah, so please buy tickets to Switzerland <laughs> yeah. so that I can so we can it. fund your Parisian dream. <laughs> <laughs> this is um, what this interview is for. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I I do I, I yeah look I'm I'm a terrible um, francophile it's so it's so unoriginal <laughs> and and yet I have um and I have quite a few friends there now and it's also a place I mean Europe in general I find is a a wonderful place for sort of recharging because mm. so much of my life is about producing I mean I'm constantly writing I always have I mean since I was about twenty um. Uh, you know, so I've been writing um, for decades now at a pretty fast pace. And sometimes I just feel like I have to go to galleries and look at paintings. I have to listen to music um, and the rest of it in order to be able to write yeah. with some, you know, sense of vitality. But, mm. you know, that said, when I was in Auckland, I, there was after this sort of dream period, I did have a moment when I was backstage with everyone and, you know, there is the astonishing Sarah Pierce who, if she had been born in New York or London, yeah. would be Dame Sarah Pierce. She's truly one of the great, great actors I have ever had the pleasure of working with and I've worked with, you know, amazing many, actors many, really from yeah. Meryl Street to, um, you Laura know, Linney. Diana Rick, Arlene Atkins and Laura Linney and, and you know, Sarah is right right up there she's uh I, i'm kind of worried that new zealand doesn't realize what an unbelievable treasure they mm. have in her well and I sarah was there who's a you know great 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 director and the um, astonishing design team you know where the, the lighting and the sound in this show is is the best but part you know it's absolutely the best without any reservations that i've ever had uh, nick sleeper and steve francis and that combination all coming together, you stand there and you think, my God, all of these people of such astonishing talent mm. have come together to make something real that isn't real, something that just was an idea that I found beguiling. And here we all are, real people standing backstage, and there are all those people in the audience waiting for this show to start. And it just feels like the best life in the world. <laughs> Oh, that's lovely. I went to I went to see uh, the opening night of Switzerland, and it was brilliant. So, congratulations! I just thought it was it's such a captivating play, and it kind of keeps you on the edge of your seat. And the the scripting and the chemistry between the characters is incredible. Um, so, oh, thank, thank you, you, and thank and thank you for joining us on Culture One Hundred and One today. That's playwright Joanna Murray Smith in Melbourne, Switzerland. Will be at the ASB. ASB Theatre in Auckland until the 7th of October.